Welcome to Montana Wedding Talk, the podcast that takes you on an enchanting journey into the heart of Montana's vibrant wedding scene. I'm your host, Erica Sherrick, and I'm thrilled to be your guide as we explore the magic, stories, and insider tips of planning your dream wedding in the breathtaking landscapes of Montana. Join me each week as I sit down with talented local vendors, uncovering their unique expertise and offering valuable insights to couples planning their special day. From rustic mountain ceremonies to elegant lakeside affairs, we've got your Montana wedding covered. Tune in for engaging conversations, helpful tips, and the inspiration you need to make your wedding day truly extraordinary. This is Montana Wedding Talk, where love meets the big sky. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Montana Wedding Solutions. And today we have the incredible, most fabulous Sam Dacios from DJ Dacios here in Western Montana. Sam, hello. How are you? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Good. I'm so glad I'm finally getting you on this because <laughs> I know we've we've kind of like been playing like for a while over the years. We've played cat and mouse and doing doing some stuff together and and absolutely we are. So I want tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you get into DJing and DJing weddings of all things? You know, is this the part where I say? hello i like long walks on the beach yes. i'm an aries and stuff like that or oh, are you okay, real, are you really an aries <laughs> i am an aries yeah I, I, I don't know if that factors in at all but that is that good is it bad that oh well everything. i'm a sagittarius i mean i i fire signs i get it but okay uh, <laughs> it does explain a lot but anyway um i've been djing weddings for about 11 this will be my 12th year which makes me feel very old but i'm not i'm not um <laughs> i got into this i got into this honestly about yeah as i said 12 years ago i wasn't actively looking to do this i was in college i just got my athletic training degree and it just happened to be i was shopping for a halloween outfit one time and there was a guy in there uh, that started asking me questions about the shirt I was wearing, which was a Lakers shirt. And he started asking me, oh, yeah, you know, exactly. Yes. I know who you're talking about. Oh, absolutely. Right. So we started talking and all that. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I like your attitude. You're funny. You got personality, whatever. Have you ever thought about DJ weddings? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> but he just said, let me train you. Let's see how you like it. And uh, here we are now. So 12 years later, I now own my own wedding DJ business, and it's been it's been a crazy ride. About over 350 weddings worked at this point. Oh, God. It's been all over the state of Montana. I mean, so grateful for all my clients and everything. It's been a wild ride for sure. Wow. That's crazy because you go all the way to Billings, don't you? Yeah, I've been, I've been all over the state. I've been Washington. I've been to Idaho. You okay. Know, travel travel quite a bit for sure so was it a i mean did you take to it right away or was it like i don't know about this this is it honestly when it comes to djing weddings and stuff obviously there's like a skill to mixing the music together and making sure right. everyone's having fun and all but the biggest thing is personality mm-hmm. it comes down to personality how adaptable are you to people how good are you communicating and all right. that and i feel like that's something you either have or you don't have It's a personality-based thing. So I felt like I was not like, I don't want to say like, oh, I was a natural right off the bat, but I felt very comfortable with it right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And it's only gotten better every year. So 
how, I mean, you, I'm sure you, I mean, you didn't have your style right off the bat. I mean, it took you years to develop. How has your style kind of grown over the last decade? I feel the style question, it comes back to what I said about adaptability, right? Mm -hmm. Every wedding, every crowd is so different. You can't be locked into one style and no matter what you do, I'm going to go to this wedding Mm -hmm. and this is what I'm going to do because this is what I like to do or this is what I'm used to. You just can't do that in my opinion. Some some weddings are heavily country-based. Some weddings are more like younger people that don't like some, they don't like country and they want to do like more pop, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s some couples are just like even younger they're like tiktok generation (laughs) so you want to stick to that so um as far as the only style i would say is just knowing how to evolve from pre-ceremony music to cocktail to dinner Mm -hmm. to early reception to but are you like but are you like very heavily involved in like emceeing oh 1000 percent. i think because there are some djs that you know um, like bands, you know, they come in, right. they play music and, you know, very, very little. And, you know, somebody else usually I, ends up taking the mic and, and doing stuff. And no, emceeing is the main, I think that's the most important job a DJ has. Right. You have to let the crowd know, you know, when's dinner going to be, let yeah. them know they can go grab a drink, let them know when it's time for the cake cutting, making sure they're seated for the intro. So the photographer takes good pictures and everyone's sitting down, right. making sure to just let everyone know what's happening when it's going to happen so it's a smooth event and everything flows well because if you don't and you're only there to play music and you're like oh look at me that's like a club dj type of thing right yeah yeah wedding djs are it's entirely different you're there basically running the show as far as like making Mm -hmm. announcements go and everything like that just ensuring that it's a the event flows smoothly that's that's our biggest job so yeah absolutely i'm seeing the entire night yep so what's the process, you know, of when a couple comes to you, you know, what's the process from initial intake to the day of? Sure. So it starts off, you know, with an inquiry and mm-hmm. then I'll send out a quote and see um, what they think. And then we just take it from there. They book a certain amount of hours after the deposit is made. I'll send out a questionnaire that's pretty detailed. You know, it, ha- it says, it has all the big questions. What do you want for your first dance? Or like, what's your bridal march? Are there any parent dances? You know how it goes. The anniversary right, dance, right. dollar, bouquet, garter, cocktail intro. Your no, your no playlist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's stuff like that, right? So, so you send out that one. And then like you just said, there's a stuff, you know, there's a must play section, a play right. if possible, a do not play. And that's usually, you know, where you see the chicken dance and stuff like that, because <laughs> no one wants that, right? Um, so then from there, um, I'm always on the phone with them two weeks out and the week before we kind of just go over everything that way, the couple already knows how everything is going to go before the wedding. So there's no surprises, obviously, but in case you have to adapt to something, obviously, you know, you always got to keep it flexible because sometimes sunset pictures are before or they're after or there's bathroom breaks, dinner's like early or dinner's maybe late. So just adapting the things and keeping the ball going, but that's kind of how the whole process works. And I love it because it gives me a chance to really connect with my clients and I end up becoming really good friends with a lot of my clients (laughs) and it's a nice, it's a nice, nice relationship there for sure. Now the day of, do you, um, do you get there like two and a half hours early? 
like yep. what you set up. Yeah. Time. So at okay. least, so at least two hours early and that time obviously is not, does not go against any of the time they booked. Right. Okay. So say for example, someone books me seven hours, four to 11, I'll be there at two. And the reason I like to get there early is you want to get everything set up. A lot of times you have to set up in multiple spots. The ceremony right, spots right. like 50 yards away, reception yeah. is up there. So you want to give yourself enough time to not only get set up, you want to do a proper sound check and make sure everything's rolling. Cause I mean, you don't want to show up half an hour before then you're like, Oh, right. Whoops. You know? Yeah. Now I know. So, you know, I I've seen speakers evolve, you know, over the years <laughs> yeah. where, right. you know, you all used to have big monster, you know, heavy, crazy stacked on top of each other thing. You know, yeah. what kind of equipment do you use now? So that just honestly keeps evolving. So you went from kind of like what you were just talking about, yeah. the speakers that are like 200 pounds yeah. and you get yourself a workout, just getting it in and out of your car. And then you're like dripping sweat by the time setup is done in 95 degree weather. Now technology has evolved where they make them a lot more lighter and a lot more powerful. Okay. So I still, I still have like the two high tops that I can put on speaker stands, but my personal favorite are the new Bose towers. They're yeah. literally just like column array speakers that have eight or 16 speakers in them. So they all oh, point wow. different directions. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you're in front of them on the right or the left, the audio just disperses just... very well. And they make things a lot more portable. They make things a lot more user-friendly. There's apps you can even control things on on your phone now. So, so long are the days of the heavy, heavy, heavy so, stuff. I know this is this is kind of getting more into thing, but I'm you know I do this to learn myself too. What do you? Where do you see like that kind of technology going in the future? Like in the next ten years. I mean, honestly, the fact that even now you can control things through an app on your phone, like right. you can even be away from your, from your table and you can like yeah. mix things through your phone really? that goes to your computer that goes to your turntables. It's the technology, the evolution of it is honestly like, I, I almost want to say scary, <laughs> like yeah. it's getting yeah. so good, but the one thing technology is not going to be able to replace is just having someone there on the mic, right. cueing people and letting them know what's happening, right. building those relationships. You know, that's the one thing it can't do. But so, so how do you? I mean, every time I talk to a DJ, y'all know, like every friggin' song on the planet. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter. I can I can say something back in like my day of you know my club kids days, and you so what know. like the. So the early 2000s is what you mean, right, Erica? Oh, yeah, right. Yes. The early, right. Sure. You know. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, like, how do you stay on top of that? I mean, do you just constantly, like, live, breathe, and eat music? You subscribe to a lot of music data pools, and okay. they do top 40 charts. They break it down to, you know, like top 40 latin top 40 rock you know modern rock hip-hop urban club there's all these different genres and uh -huh. yeah i mean you do have to stay on top of it you don't want to become the super outdated even though if you think about it a lot of the wedding music that still is it's popping you're still you know when you open up the dance floor it's still going to be like the footlooses the shouts for the older right. people and then even like 
and now it's considered, you know, Erica, you know what I mean? The classics there. Classics. How's the classics. that? Oh, okay. That yeah. makes it better. Classics. There you go. Oh my goodness. But you know what I mean? Because whether those are the type of songs, whether you're like you're two or you're 80, you right. know them and you're gonna dance to them. Right. Even oh my God, I had <laughs> I had a teenager at a wedding uh-huh. ask me to play some of that really old because we were get, we were getting to that point of the night. She's like, Do you have like any of like that? really old hip hop, like Usher and Flo Rida and Lil <laughs> John. I was like, holy shit. That's yeah, I feel old now. Yeah, like totally. You know, oh like apple bottom jeans and get low. I was like, my God. Wow. But, but yeah, it's, it's always good to stay on top of trends, especially with TikTok. TikTok has made so many songs so popular recently and yeah. You know, it's what the, it's the what the younger generation is listening to. So it's always good to have a grasp on everything going on. So let's talk about transitions because I mean, there's there's a couple different. There's you know your pre ceremony, ceremony, cocktail hour, reception. Yep. You know, and and there's like this progressive transition with music throughout this. You know mm-hmm. what what's I, I feel like there's a formula. There's it, it there just. Is. You know, there is, you know, pre ceremony. Explain that formula. Sure. <laughs> y <laughs> equals MX plus B squared. Actually, I don't even know if it's squared or not. It's been so long. But anyway, you know what I mean. I, so, pre ceremony, you're setting the tone for the ceremony, obviously. So, it's soft, lovey, instrumental things to really, you know, just set the tone for what we're about right. to see the union of these two people that everyone has gathered for and they're so excited for. It's lovey dovey, you know. Mm-hmm. After that, the couples usually go take some pictures. So that's when cocktail hour is. So cocktail hour, a little more upbeat, obviously, but nothing you're going to get up and like dance to and go crazy. Think along the lines of, you know, some Jack Johnson, Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. Michael Bublé, some smooth jazz in the background. Right. Just background music. music. Yeah, exactly. Cocktail music, right? Re- elevator music, kind of. Yeah, there, there you go. Say. It's stuff like you'll recognize and you can like almost like sing along to and stuff, but it's yeah. nothing like over the top. Right. After that dinner, kind of similar to cocktail hour. It's still backgroundy stuff, mm-hmm. but slightly more a beat. And when I say slightly more a beat, think along the lines of like My Girl by The Temptations. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, still like Rich Girl by Hall and Oates. It's stuff mm-hmm. like that that's still not like dancey, dancey, crazy, crazy. Right. But stuff, you know, because you're starting to get into the flow of things. It's almost time for speeches, cake, the main dances. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to stay monotonous and boring and like super just like, oh, my God, enough of this stuff. Slightly more upbeat. Then you have all the formalities. Obviously, you know, you do all the main dances. And when the reception opens up, that's when things start to get crazy. That's when you go upbeat. That's when you make sure people are having fun. Right. I feel like, I feel like the reception, there's this, you know, it starts out like towards the older crowd because they tend to leave earlier. And then by the end of like, you know, you get to like nine o'clock to midnight. (laughs) The shirts are off and they're twirling. (laughs) It gets crazy. So, but what about like during reception, you know, you've got your do not playlist, you have your must playlist. But then there's always people like they want, they, they make requests and, you know, fitting those requests in and, and they might, you know, request something that you've got a full dance floor, people are kicking it. It's like epic. And then they come in with something that, you know, is just going to bring everything down and clear the floor. Right. 
you know, but it's like the mother of the bride or something, you know, in that case, in that case, if it's the mother of the bride Mm -hmm. or the bride or the groom, you do it. You know, you can right. make an you can make an announcement and be like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the mother of the bride has a very special request at this time. Yeah. Because you know, that way they're not like looking at you and they're just like, like constantly like, like play like, my song, play my song. Right. Like what the hell are you doing? You right. know, like no, they're like they're like looking at you like we just went from like two thousands rap to a slow dance. What are right. we doing? So, you know, if it's the mother of the bride requesting it or the father of the groom or any family member, you know, you definitely want to please. They're the number one priority, right? Right. That, and that's what goes on. Also, you can use that opportunity as a nice chance to like maybe mix in a couple more of those songs for them. Yeah. Because it'll give everyone on the dance floor a nice little break. You know, they've been dancing. Go get a drink, chill for a sec. And right. then we'll go right back into it and then bring them back. So yeah. as far as the dance floor goes, there's always people like different things, right? Mm-hmm. Some people really love dancing the country. Some people want to rock out, you know, like shook me all night long, pour some sugar on me. Right. Um, some people like the 80s, 80s rock. Some right. people only like 2000s, like hip hop and pop. That's what they want to dance with different ages, different dictate, uh, dictate different genres. Right. So I use those requests as a nice opportunity to get some of the people that maybe weren't on the dance floor back on yeah. the dance floor. And then when it's time to bring everyone else back, you go right back into that. So the objective is to always have a full dance floor and make sure everyone's having fun. You know, right. you don't want to just please like the 10 to 15 people that want to hear this. You always right. want right. to make sure everyone's having fun. So, you know, you're one of your main, I guess the DJ superpowers is- Superpowers. <laughs> you can use that by the way. Is, is reading the floor because- yep. The couple may want a certain type of music and they may, you know, their playlist might be completely great for them, but their crowd isn't, isn't going for it. Like they're just like, "Mm, no. So, you know, talk about reading the crowd and kind of playing off of that. And honestly, you see situations like those happen quite often mm-hmm. what you know if the bride and groom have a like, pretty eclectic yeah. selection of music and they're like this is what we listen to say it's like i don't know it could be indie or it could be we only want rock or right. we only want hip-hop but mm-hmm. when it comes to the day of you see it happen so often that the bride and the groom are just like you know if they're just like in- and we're talking reception, right? Say, yeah. say like you're playing that type of music and the dancer is not really going. It's like the bride and groom, maybe a few of the wedding parties out there dancing, but the rest of the crowd's kind of just like looking around. Usually the day, like usually the day of, if that happens and the bride and groom have a very selective playlist, they're like, we only want this. Right. They open up to it and they're like, hey, just do your thing. Yeah. So yeah. then you start playing the people pleasers and you can always tell what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. And you can always tell when it's time, if it's time to like skip a lot of the oldies and go straight into right crazy into the, stuff because yeah. a lot of the other people have left. Right. Or if the oldies are having everyone going crazy, whether it's the younger generation mm-hmm. or the older generation, roll with that a little bit longer. Just watch how the dance floor is moving and what people are responding to. And if something isn't working, if some because you know every wedding is different. Right. If some genre isn't working, don't be so strict and be like, no, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Read the room, adapt, right. make sure to take requests as well, because that always gives you an inclination of what people are wanting. Yeah. What are some of the um, the I, I you know there's there's always like 
five, 10 songs that are played at every single wedding. No, oh, God. Matter, no matter what. Um, and I, and I, and I, I, I kind of know what they are, but you know, what, what do you see with that? Like what, what you know, just name it, like three that always are played regardless. I mean, off the top of your head, right. The, the first one that comes to mind is always the Cupid shuffle. Mm-hmm. Cupid, there you go. Shout. <laughs> is another one you know these are songs that you're only going to hear at weddings it's not like you're right right chilling at home listening to music and you're going to hear new cupid and just get into the cupid shovel erica stop it you guys okay so everyone listening right now you can't see erica's face but she's like i do i just want you to know that at least twice a week i wobble okay like wobble Oh, you wobble twice a week. What is it like uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays? We wobble. I just, it's just a thing. It's like, I get, you know, I'm listening to the music and, and that's what comes up. So I, I wobble. The is whole it like thing. in your ULA class or something or what? No, it's my flipping <laughs> bathroom when I'm getting ready. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. But you know, but, like wobble, wobble's another one. Or yeah, but that's, you know. a, that's speaking of wobble, that's a regional thing. I feel like, because um, not a lot of people, it seems like people from other parts of the country who come here, or country, yeah, that that's who asks for it. People like that are from Montana, I feel like they never ask for it. And like, they just kind of, it gets played and people just like- Well, when you think of like Montana, it. like straight Montana line dances, you strictly try to go more towards like the boot scooting boogies and the cotton eye joes and the, you know, everything like that. Or like, um, nitty gritty band, no fishing and dark already said, but that's not even the line dance. It's yeah. It's that whole swing dance. Right. Yeah. Right. But as far as like the big ones, always Cupid shovels, you're always going to hear it. And a lot of people put some of those songs as like a, ugh, I don't want this at my wedding. But they're right? so popular. Well, the thing is, though, you think about it, and I'm not going to lie, I get sick of them too. Come August, if I hear the Cupid Shuffle one more time, like I want to hit myself in the head with like a bottle or something, right? But the thing is, it packs the dance floor. Everyone knows them and everyone loves doing them. Right. The photographers always get these amazing pictures of everyone on the dance floor. And when you look back at your wedding photo album years and years later, you see a packed dance floor, everyone having fun. And you don't remember that it was the Cupid Shuffle. You're just seeing everyone out on the dance floor vibing and having a good time. So that's right. a big, it's a yeah. big thing for people to remember there. So speaking of photographers and and vendors, you know, as a DJ, I mean, you guys know, like, everybody. Oh, it's like a network. It's like a network. And what, you know, because you work with so many, what vendors, I know not every wedding has a planner, not every wedding has all the vendors, you know, not Mm -hmm. every wedding has a videographer or, you know, what what do you see the most? What vendors are like staples at every wedding regardless? So the vendors that you see at every wedding that kind of make it like make it rolling. Right. You never like there's like you just said, there's not always a planner, right. but food is a staple, right? You have to have food. Um, bartenders, you usually see a lot of times it's just like, all right, we have all this alcohol and like these buckets, right. <laughs> get a drink from there. Photographers are a thing, even though sometimes you see people be like, oh, yeah, my auntie is going to take pictures or 
or a family member's going to take yeah. pictures. That don't do that. Sometimes, exactly, don't do that. Um, <laughs> that usually does not work out. Right. Um, but those would be the staples, I would say. You know, there's always someone running the music. There's someone making announcements. There's someone right. doing the food. Someone doing pictures. Right. A and lot I, of times people do floral, and you know. And how the vendors work together. Like, as a planner, you know, I think... I'm going to, I'm going to be a little bit narcissist, narcissistic right now, but I, yeah, I know the English language, not my first language is it's not very, my first language either, but hey, it works. It, I, I think of the planner as the conductor of, of the orchestra as of the team. Once everything is set up, we hand it over to the officiant to do the, the ceremony. Um, once, once cocktail hour starts, like it's the DJ, like you all are in charge of the rest of the day, you know, and there might be some things where if I know that something changes or if a photographer knows that, you know, something changes on the timeline, we, you know, we inform the DJ or sometimes the DJ knows stuff before anybody else does. And they, right. you know, inform like what I'm getting at is everybody works as a team and you have to have a really good team to make this you day do. I mean, like com you communication know. communication is vital yeah just how yeah. you said right so sometimes things move up sunset like i was just mentioning right dinner's early or dinner's 10 minutes late sunset is a little sooner than you expected so the dj's talking to the photographer talking to the videographer yeah. talking i mean there's so many times where i always check in with the caterers and make yeah. sure and we're checking about how we're going to release tables or oh this is a right. little late or this is early can we move this up or the bride will be like oh hey i had like something with my dress can we push this back 20 yeah. minutes so you always have to be in communication with everyone there. Never say, never say entirely set on the schedule. Something that was supposed to happen at 4.30 might be happening at five. You know what? Right. We'll speed other things slightly along, but we're gonna do everything as long as we know the order of things that are gonna happen. We'll make sure it's a smooth transition, right. but that doesn't happen without good vendor communication. Well, and, and that's, that's where, yeah. Go ahead. That's where like you become you end up building these professional relationships with the vendors because you're good at what you do. They're good at what they do. And those business relationships end up turning into like personal friendships because you right. like being around those people so much. Right. And that's, what's so awesome about this wedding industry, not to go on a completely different topic, no, no, no. but that's what I, but that's what I think is so awesome about this wedding industry. So many people that I've worked with throughout 10, 12 years of doing this, Mm -hmm. that I could even like see like at a restaurant or something and I'll go yep. up and say, what's up? Like, how are you? It's, you know, like me and you too. Like, you know, like you become, you become friends with people. Right. And that's, that's the beautiful yeah. thing about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think some of the, just the relationships that are made and that helps when, especially when couples are coming in from out of town, you know, we do a right. lot of destination weddings and, you know, the first vendors that they, they pick out, you know, we, we recommend the people that we love to work with, that we know that yep. are good at what they do. So, you know, that way we know that it's going to be a good team and everybody's going to have a good time and it's going to be amazing. So, you know, as a DJ, what do you, wait, I got to go back and say something about timelines because, you know, do not, because I always have to stress this and I'm going to do this every week until people listen. Do not B 
be like so strict on your timeline because like if speech 431 to 443 and 32 milliseconds right i mean if everybody's having a great time and dancing and having you know don't stop it because we're gonna do cake cutting you know like no move stuff around let 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 it flow just right it's It's, it's about the flow it's It's, about the flow it's about the the vibe and just seeing how things happen the day of and adapting and adjusting and making sure everything's great i fully agree but trust your, you know, trust your DJ that he's going to or she is going to, you know, keep everything going and, and keep the energy right. up. But I just... also, but, you know, like I also like in that specific, specific example you just mentioned, that's why I'm a, I'm personally a pretty big proponent of when you're going to do the formalities as far as like, you know, like speeches, cake cutting, first dance, parent right. dances, anniversary, dollar, bouquet, garter, shoe game, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Kind of bundling all of those together. Mm-hmm. That way, when you open the dance floor, yes. it's just open for the yep. rest of the time. That way, you're not like having 20 minutes open dance floor. Let's break it up and do right. this dance. Up, oh, bring yes. it back, break it up. Because people can't get in no, the No, Once no. Once you open I like, it up, open it up and keep it keep open. Keep it up. Yep. I know. Yep. I it's it's it seems like there are some couples, it's a fight because they have in their head that you know they want to do it in this order. But logistically, like once people are dancing, let them dance. Just right. And I mean, and, and some of like the newest, some of like the newest trends too is you'll see people get introduced, right? So after the ceremony, they take yep. pictures. I'll get everyone seated. They'll get introduced. They'll just do the first dance right after the intros. Yep. And sometimes even the parent dances right after the intros. So that way, after the speeches, all you really got to do is cake cutting and then a couple other formalities if they want them. And then you just open up the dance floor for good. So speaking of trends, since you yeah. brought it up, since, um, I brought it up. since you brought it up, <laughs> what trends are you seeing uh, that are kind of going away or, or coming back or being created? Especially for I will say the, the first thing that comes to mind is the latest trend that I absolutely love. So you know how everyone's been doing send-offs at the end of the yeah. night, right? Yeah. Whether it's like a sparkler send-off or confetti or whatever it may be. The trend that I love lately is, so you do a public last dance with everyone. So mm-hmm. say you're done at 10, right? right at right. 9.50, 9.55 or so, you do a public last dance with everyone. Then you'll send everyone outside to get ready for the send-off. Mm-hmm. The only two people left in the building or where, wherever the venue is, is the bride and groom. And they have a private last dance, Aww. like a last dance just for those two yeah. while everyone else is outside getting ready. Yeah. Because it's a nice little like intimate moment to be like, you know what? Oh, my God, we just did this. We just got married. Right, we just had a right. party with all our friends. But at the end of the day, it's about the couple, mm-hmm. you know, so it gives them one last moment. Just those two, a cute little intimate song for them before they walk off into right into right. the crazy the craziness of, of their the new story. lives together right and and yeah. it's cool like i love send-offs i think they're great i think they're yeah. great for photographers videographers it just adds a nice little cute moment but now you mentioned like, no go, go ahead. ahead i'm sorry no you go ahead no you go ahead fine i will go ahead oh now oh now you're gonna start to talk i'm not talking erica this is all you girl stop it it's my podcast I know. I'm, I'm asking you to talk and you're telling me to talk. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. So go ahead. <laughs> Somehow it's always my fault, guys. Right? Yeah, always, right? always, 
always, always ugh, blame Sam. But um, another trend I would say that's starting to kind of go away is the garter toss. Yes. You don't, you don't see that as often anymore. The bouquet toss is still like a pretty big mainstay, but I feel like people don't want to do the whole garter toss. Another trend you're starting to see go away is the dollar dance a little bit. I haven't seen a whole lot of those. I I feel like, I feel like it's an East coast thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, people, people do different things too. You know, you can call it a honeymoon dance in that way. Even though it's still a dollar dance at the end of the day, oh, if people want to do it, I'll call it a honeymoon it. dance. Right. Because if you think about it, one's like, okay, go pay some money to dance with the bride or groom for, for 10, 15 seconds and leave. Right. But if you say it's a honeymoon contribution, mm. you know, you're dressing it up differently, even though it's okay. the same thing. Because some people sound as cheap. Like, huh? It doesn't sound as cheap. <laughs> or like you can say like people do like honeymoon jars too right so like right, sometimes like right. the bride or the groom have jars and whoever puts you can even dress it up and be like whoever has the most money in it by the end of the night gets yeah. a smash a piece of wedding cake in the other person's face okay. so yeah. you know you do little things like that yeah. and well, the shoe cool. game the shoe game is becoming like it was already pretty popular right. but you almost start to see that at every wedding now really yeah which I think is awesome. I love the shoe game because it probably gives a chance for a lot of the people that are at the wedding that haven't seen the bride or groom in a long time, a chance to be like, you know, to laugh, get reacquainted and all that. But here's, but here's my, my thing now, you know, you were talking about, you know, this 10 o'clock end thing, if if anybody caught that, Um, because we've got sound ordinances and curfews depending on, you know, where you are. And trying to cram too many activities into the evening might, you know, kind of be a bit much. So that's why you always have to like adapt, right? So if you only have, say you have a sound ordinance at 10 p.m., even though that's that's pretty early, that's pretty early, but say you have it at 5, I'll usually get booked for like seven, eight hours in Mm -hmm. those specific ones. And we'll just either start a bit earlier or if it's only like a five hour booking, you really got to power through right, all right. that stuff. So you can at least have a two hour, or like an hour and a half open dance floor. Right. So, and that's, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, people like to. Pretty standard. Yeah. I mean, people like to eat and dance. And right. That's, that's what, that's what a wedding is, right? I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, okay. Not to take away from, but you need music, food, alcohol. If, if you're not having, unless you're having a dry wedding. And somebody marry you to have a right. good time. Well, that's what people, that's what I legitimately feel that people remember when you go to a wedding, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not, not taking away from anything else. No, but it's, anytime it's, you've been it's, like, yeah. anytime you've been a wedding guest, it's like, okay, did I go? Did I have some good food? I had some drinks. Yeah. I saw some friends. I danced. Yeah. You just remember the vibe, you know, it's the overall, right. it's the overall experience right. of it. Right. You're not, you're not nitpicking at like particular things. No, you just remember who you sat with. You ate some food. You danced, drank. You had a good time. You mean nobody cares about my table settings? Oh my god, Erica, you would. I saw you eye rolling right as I was saying that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, so, they're beautiful, Erica. They're beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, what advice <laughs> do you have? Well, I'm going to ask one more question before that. Um, okay. You know, wedding venues. There's, you know, there's different wedding venues. There's, mm-hmm. you know, different setups. If you're, you know, having 
an outside versus an inside versus a tent versus, yeah. you know, I mean, there's like different scenarios. How do you adjust for that? I mean, the biggest thing, and I think I speak universally for all wedding DJs, event DJs here is making sure if we're outside, making sure we're protected by the elements yeah, that could yeah. be rain. It could be sun, both damaging, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to be exposed out in the open. Mm -hmm. So you always want to make sure you have something to set up under a reliable power supply. But you know, a, a lot of times there's multiple setups, kind of like you said, something's right. inside, something's right. outside, right. having a portable setup as well. So you can set up in multiple spots at once is mm -hmm. also very important. That way you're not carrying a massive setup that takes you half an hour to take down and half an hour to set up right that right. way you don't have any awkward stops or like pauses in between you know so just make sure you're covered make sure you have a portable setup make sure you have a reliable power supply and you can get efficiently from point a to point b with no long pauses of music and silence right i think that's like the killer is that i remember i was at i had a it was one of my very first weddings in montana and like 1962 or 63 63 and, okay December what oh what a night yeah <laughs> and <laughs> I remember everything was fine and then all of a sudden the music stopped and it was like I just like froze and I look <laughs> over the DJ and he's like frantically evidently the power cord was you know across the field through the window of the barn, you know, oh, I my mean, God. And yeah. somebody had tripped on the, on the cord and pulled it out. And it was just Ugh. like, you know, it took us a minute to try to figure out what happened, but I mean, like it happens, the, especially when yeah, you're having, doing outside, having, you don't know. Right. Right. And it like, and accidentally that may happen. So like, if you have to be in a situation where it's extension cords and stuff, make sure they tape down. And I mean, it's, it's happened to me too. Like some person is just so drunk. They'll like slip over, unplug it, forget to plug it back in. Then everyone looks at them because it's obviously not the DJ's fault if that happens. If someone unplugs a cord. Right. So right. Yeah. It's still a panic inducing moment. If that ever happens, <laughs> though, that's for sure. My God. So what advice do you have for couples who are looking at getting a DJ for their wedding in Montana? I would say get in touch with the person. Obviously, you know, look them up, make sure the reviews are good because other words from people that have hired that specific person do mean a lot, Right. you know? Yeah. So I would definitely check reviews. I'd get in contact with that person and maybe try to hop on a phone call with them because yeah. you can always sense people's like personality and vibes and you want to see how experienced they are. If they've worked weddings in different venues, kind of what you asked, like what their style is, if they'd be willing to MC, if they bring lighting, you, you, you know how you can always tell a person after you can tell what their personality is and how right. good they are at what they do based off a conversation. So that would be my advice. Make sure to do your research, make sure to look up reviews definitely see how quick they respond to you. I, I do think communication is very yes. important when it comes to booking vendors. You don't want to hit someone up and then you don't hear for two weeks. You always, <laughs> you know, you always want right. to be responsive, try to respond within 24 to 48 hours. And yeah, just communicate effectively and professionally. And yeah. What's the, what's the, the booking out timeframe now? Oh man, uh, 
So I, are you, I do have. Are a you couple... booking 2025 yet? Oh yeah, I have about 12 right now in 2025, but I have a couple 2026 inquiries as well. Really? I, I know. I mean, no bookings inquiries for 2026 so far, right. but it's still. So it's... you're looking. You're looking at a good year. You know. Year, I would say, yeah, it, it, it's honestly crazy if you think about it. Cause like five, six years ago, you probably could have been like, oh yeah, just big, this book yeah. five, six months out, you'll be fine. Right. It's turning insane, especially with Montana becoming a destination wedding spot. Yep. So many people from all over the country or even other countries are coming mm-hmm. here to get married yes. because it's so freaking beautiful up here. Right. So I would say at this point, it's turning into a year. I mean, unless you're booking, you know, certain days are more open. Fridays are usually more available than Saturdays. Thursdays are more available. But if you're looking at a Saturday, especially between the months of June and September, get on it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you finding, are you booking more? um, You know, I know it used to be, you know, May, June, July were like big, big months. But lately it's like, September, October, even into November sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My September, October for this year are full. Next year, five of the 12 that I have booked for 2025 are in September and October. Yeah. I feel like people, there's multiple reasons. I do think that for the most part, vendors slash venues are probably a bit cheaper because it's starting to kind of become the off season. Right. I do think it's not as hot outside anymore. So you're not going to be dripping sweat when it's 95 degrees. It'll be, you know, it's more along the lines of like 75, like 70 to 75. I also think colors add some vibes to it. You know, it's the, I think, I think that makes it prettier. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I would say, oh, and there's no smoke. I have to worry. I was gonna, I was gonna comment fires. if 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 anybody picked yeah. up that we did not mention August. Um, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. August, smoking up, smoking a hundred degrees, baby. We just, you know what? And and it didn't used to be that way. Like I just remember, you know, five six years ago, August was a big month to have weddings here, and then you know, fire season started getting kind of out of control. Right. And I mean, I still like, you still see August being pretty oh, yeah. busy. Yeah. You know? Like I'm both oh, yeah. like for this example, like this, this August, it's every weekend, at least yeah. one or two, but a lot of times you might have to move a dance floor inside if yeah. it's really smoky outside and it's getting to the point of like, okay, this is borderline unsafe. Yeah. You'll see people move. You'll see people move inside, but a lot of times people have had enough drinks at that point that they're they just like, well, let's go. <laughs> and it's a good thing your equipment's evolving because it's easier to move it if you need to. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> could not imagine. I could not imagine. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other words of wisdom for anybody? I know there's also a lot of the, the last thing I'm going to I'm going to say. This is it is. Hey. I know. I know. I drag it off. Um, I love it. There's there's a lot of new vendors and a lot of new DJs popping up. Do you have any advice for the newer um, vendors or DJs that are out there? I would say the biggest key is marketing yourself, getting in touch with other vendors, picking their brains, you know, because you obviously start off slow. You start off small. It's kind of how like hell when I started years and years ago I wasn't at the level that I'm at now by any means you know but you build experiences you don't 
if something goes off or something goes wrong, use it as a learning experience, get better for the next one. Like market yourself and network with other vendors that have been doing it longer than you, see how they did things. And just definitely just stay networked with those people, grow together, you know, experiences yes. only. Yes, grow together. That's that's what, did you just yas and like Z-snap me? I did. Okay, for anyone that can't see us, well, obviously you can. You're listening on a podcast. Erica just Z-snapped me and said, yas, which I think had like five A's and seven S's on it. At like least. it was a little more, the S was a little more dragged out. Yeah, but but that's what it comes down to. At the end of yeah. the day, we're all wedding vendors. We're working together to make the bride and groom's day an unforgettable experience, even though to a lot of us, it might just be just another booking. It's just another Saturday in the summer or just another Friday that we're booked. And then next week we're in Whitefish or we're in Big Fork or we're in Missoula, we're in Alberton, Victor, Hamilton, Corvallis, whatever it may be. The biggest thing is just remembering we're there for this couple. They do it one time. Yep. They don't have another thing next week. This is the one day, the biggest moment of their life. You're there for that. Yes. So just remembering that and being present and giving it your 100% to make these guys happy because a lot of it is word of mouth too. People that were at a wedding will see that and be like, you know what? You want this guy to do your wedding. Yes. He did this, this, and this. Because you can market, you can Google ads, you can SEO, you can do all that stuff. At the end of the day- But that, yeah, that word of mouth- Word of mouth mm -hmm. and being like, you know what? You did my cousin's wedding three years ago when now I'm engaged and I want to see if you're available. And even vendors, you get along with vendors and they have their preferred list too. Yep. Well, they'll be like, this is who you want for your DJ. This is who you want for your photographer. This is who you want for your caterer. Right. This is what you want for your venue. You know, things like that matter. Right. So just being professional and growing together with yas, with all of that, that's... <laughs> That's really, really, really important. Okay. How can people get in touch with you? How do they find you? So uh, my website, so djdossios.com, you can definitely submit an inquiry through there. I've had people reach out on my Instagram as yeah. well. A lot of people have just even gotten my number and they'll just flat out text me or call well, me. Well, share all that with us. Oh, perfect. Okay. All of well, it. All of, All of it. So the website would be djdasios.com. On Instagram, my username is s.dasios, so s.dasios. My phone number is 406-293-1731. My email, which is my preferred method of communication, which obviously comes through the website as well, that would be sam at djdasios.com. Okay. And you are on all the all the platforms? All of them. All of them. Every <laughs> single one. Pinterest? Yeah, I do have a Pinterest, okay. which I need to get better at updating because I feel like in general, as males, we don't get on that that often. Right. Um, you know, because it's mostly for me, you know, I like doing TikTok reels. I like doing right. Instagram reels, compiling videos from weddings I've yeah. worked and posting those. I feel like that's important. I have a Facebook business page as well at DJ Dacios, but always producing content and on social media and showing that you're working recent events. And it's not like, oh, wait, years ago, here's this wedding. I worked on a barn. It's like, no one cares. You know, people want to see newer stuff. People want to see newer reviews right? And, and things like that. So keeping it updated is pretty important. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. There you go. Hire <laughs> Sam Dacios. Um, 
<laughs> and <laughs> oh, uh, there's the plug. Such a plug. I love it. There's just do it. Um, you'll have a good time. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the podcast. And, Absolutely. Um, thank you for having me. A, I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure spending some time uh, with you. I mean, thank you. You know, like, we don't do it enough. But, I know. Um, it's been way too long. All right. Thank you again. This is Montana Wedding Solutions. Check out our Facebook group. We've got thousands of people on it and find out all kinds of information. Thank you so much. And we'll chat at you later. Thanks for joining Montana Wedding Talk today. For more wedding inspiration and resources, visit MontanaWeddingSolutions.com. Connect with our vibrant community on Facebook at Montana Wedding Solutions. And remember to subscribe and catch us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next time, happy planning. Cheers to your Montana love story. Thanks for joining Montana Wedding Talk today. For more wedding inspiration and resources, visit MontanaWeddingSolutions.com. Connect with our vibrant community on Facebook at Montana Wedding Solutions. Remember to describe. Take 12. Thanks for joining Montana Wedding Talk today. For more wedding inspiration and resources, visit MontanaWeddingSolutions.com. Connect with our vibrant community on Facebook at Montana Wedding Solutions. I didn't like that. Like the way this sounds. Thanks for joining Montana Wedding Talk today. For more wedding inspiration and resources, visit MontanaWeddingSolutions.com. Connect with our vibrant community on Facebook at Montana Wedding Solutions. Remember to... Because I can't speak, I can't speak. Thanks for joining Montana Wedding Talk today. For more wedding inspiration and resources, visit www.montanaweddingsolutions.com. Nobody says www anymore. Take 12. Thanks for joining Montana Wedding Talk today. For more wedding inspiration and resources, visit MontanaWeddingSolutions.com. Connect with our vibrant community on Facebook at Montana Wedding Solutions. Remember to subscribe and catch us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next time, happy planning and cheers to your Montana love story.